Last week on Storytelling Secrets, we spoke about how to build your audience to properly prepare for your course that you want to sell. Today, we're going to talk about what it actually takes to sell the course, some offline strategies you can use to sell the course, and of course, how to make sure when you launch it, you don't get a big fat goose egg, which I had no idea what it means. Apparently, it means a big fat zero. Let's get into it. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Okay, let's get to today's guest. Her name is Molly Ann Luna, and she is a U.S. Army veteran and a former financial advisor who kicked corporate to the curb to pursue a more prosperous life. She successfully took her business from zero to six figures in just under six months, working as a personal trainer. And due to only trading her time for money, Molly Ann quickly reached burnout. So over with over seven years of experience in online marketing and business development, Molly has successfully turned her burnout into a breakthrough into a breakthrough by leveraging her expertise online and creating multiple passive income streams and like I said on today's podcast we're going to be talking about how to actually fill your course and make sure you don't get a big fat goose egg which means zero crickets when you go launch that course hope you enjoy my conversation today with Molly and Luna Hey, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. My name is Jules Dan, and I'm joined by Molly Ann Luna from the Online Business Clinic. We're going to have a lot of fun today talking about her unique PIP method. I'll leave, I'll leave an open loop there. But other than that, Molly, thank you so much for joining me on the show. How's it going today? Oh, Jules, thank you so much for inviting me. It's always a pleasure to show up and share. I'm absolutely passionate about helping fellow coaches and consultants escape the nine to five and to pivot into online profit. So it's it's a fantastic day. Oh, awesome. I'm really excited too. How many Aussies have you been on a podcast with before? Oh, I think you're the first actually. Oh, awesome. Yes. Awesome. It's amazing. Awesome. It's my dream. I will get down there soon. Fingers crossed. Do you know which, do you, have you, have you like researched or you just, it's just some sort of dream and, you know, haven't really thought about much or maybe oh, you've got I mean, a whole yeah, plan. I've watched like every like national geographic <laughs> type of documentary show, but my, I have to convince my husband. He's a little bit afraid. He's like, Australia's one big death trap. You guys have so many um, interesting climates and, and different types of um, wildlife and things. So I don't know. It might end up being a solo trip. Who's to say? You guys have way more snakes than we do. Just so you know, I was oh, and scorpions. I'm in Las Vegas. I got yeah. stung twice by a scorpion just well, a couple of weeks ago. There you oh. go. There you go. When I was in Vegas, I saw like five rattlesnakes. I'm like, this is way more than I've ever seen my whole life in Australia. Okay. Good to know. I can yeah. survive Las Vegas, which in and of itself is a jungle. Uh, <laughs> the strip is a jungle. So I think I'll be fine in Australia. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Well, now we've now we've understood that Australia is a safe haven and Vegas is inundated with snakes. I want to I want to tr- smoothly transition into um, a little bit about your backstory of how you got to where you are and sort of like the story behind your business and where you are today. Yeah. So a little bit about me. I'm a Midwest girl born and raised who grew up with the mindset that you go to school, you get a good job, you get a house, you marry the handsome husband, you get a car and all will be well. Um, straight out of high school, I I knew I'd, I was like, okay, further education, that's what I need to do. Didn't know how I was going to do that. So I joined the army. <laughs> I spent eight years in the United States army so that for lots of reasons, but primarily to further my education And once my contract in the military ended, I was like, all right, this is it. It's time to join corporate America. I got my first job working as a certified financial advisor. And at that time, Jules, like I legit thought I had made it. It's the American dream, so to speak, only to be working six days out of the week, sometimes 10 hour days, like literally tethered headset to my computer, taking call after call after call. And I was physically, emotionally, and actually financially broke at that time. And I just thought, this is ridiculous. There's got to be a better way. So I took the courageous, or some people might say, don't tell my four-year-old I use this word, but the word stupid um, (laughs) decision. It wasn't a stupid decision at the time, but some people would say that it was to just leave my corporate gig, leave all the corporate benefits in pursuit of becoming an entrepreneur and building my own business. It was a rocky road. I will tell you, Jules, like I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. But once I started to kind of find my footing, the first business I built was a personal training business. I wrote customized fitness and nutrition programs for my clients, working in the one-to-one model and scaled that from zero to six figures in six months. Now, not to keep the story too long, um, a lot of people are like, great, tell me how you did that. But I would like to actually use my story, my experience as a cautionary tale, Mm -hmm. because that business uh, right alongside with my, it was so physically draining that I crashed and burned and therefore wasn't able to show up for my clientele and my business went up in flames as well. So that was really the pivotal point for me to take my laptop, crack it open, search online for a better way to do business and to smartly pivot into online profit. Okay. Hey, I want to follow up on you being a personal trainer because I used to be a personal trainer and a strength and conditioning coach and a group fitness instructor and a gym instructor. And the one thing I absolutely hated was the split shifts and it was getting up super early and working in the evening. So was that, was that the thing that made you just crack? 100%, right? Oh, I love that you're a strength and conditioning coach too. That was my specialty. Um, absolutely. It is, it can be a rewarding job, but it is also so physically and mentally taxing that it's just, it's, I I didn't have kids at that time. I'm now a mother of two. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And I knew that I wanted to create the type of life where I could work two, maybe four hours a day and really be present for my babies. So yeah, it just, it, it wasn't going to work. I had to find another way. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally understand what you mean. And um, when you decided that you you wanted to shift from being PT, strength and conditioning coach, teaching clients. So you basically took the principles and lessons of building that business into what you're doing today. Yeah, I did. I mean, with every failure, I believe um, there is an equivalent seed of success in there. So sometimes when you're in the, the depths of 
despair and you're just feeling like, oh, this is just, this is the worst. Uh, if you can try to pick yourself up and just find those little nuggets to build upon, to move forward, it can be so powerful. And so that's exactly what I did. I just kind of took a look at the way I had set up my business model, um, pick and chose the things that I enjoyed, mm -hmm. but then revamped them to suit the lifestyle and the business model that I have today. Okay. And you're, and like you said, before this call, you're helping out coaches, consultants. So you're helping other people's with those little pieces of nuggets that you do. Um, one of those things that I want to talk about today is your PIP method, which is how to get paid and tap into the $325 billion industry of online learning using your PIP method. What, what is the PIP method? Yes. So because of my background as a health coach, personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach, whatever label you want to put on it, my heart goes out to my fellow service-based entrepreneurs. And I think the smartest thing you can do when you're pivoting from just the one-to-one -one model and you're like, okay, I'm ready to really leverage my expertise, start serving more people, amplify my income, amplify my impact. The PIP method is absolutely the way to go. Now, this is something that I kind of stumbled upon just through lots of trial and error on my mm -hmm. own. Um, but this method is what has helped me land multiple $50,000 VIP clients for when I do choose to take on those very few one-to-one it's also the method that I've used to launch my, my most recent book and any digital course. So this is what I um, specialize in. This is the only thing that I teach my, um, my students now in my high-level group coaching programs. And just to lay it all out for you, yep. it's a five-step process, okay? The very, very, very first thing you have to do is to identify the core promise that you want to deliver. So if you are, let's say a personal trainer, for example, yeah. and you're wanting to help someone get fit, get in shape, what is that unique selling proposition and that only you jewels, you know, can show up and do in that particular way. We've got to be able to put that in one powerful sentence. So we get really clear on that. And then what we do is we outline a pretty loose process of how you're going to take someone from where they are to where it is they want to go. Now, oftentimes I do work with a lot of people who have only worked in the one-to-one -one model and they think, yeah, right. There's no process. Like everything's customized and personalized. Like I can't, I can't create a system, you know, but I really want to challenge that even if you've only ever worked with one-to-one -one clients, there's probably certain things that you do in a certain order to help them have that ultimate transformation. So we're not asking you to go ahead and write that book or to completely create that group coaching program or outline that digital course. I'm just asking you to come up with those like three to five checkpoints, so to speak, that your ideal prospective client has to move through in order to achieve success. And then just real quickly, steps three, four, and five are to perfectly package and price that offer and to get it ready to pitch. And when we take it to market, I'm a huge fan of actually leveraging a lot of offline strategies to get started. Because when you're pivoting into the online space, oh man, it can That's be, uh, <laughs> what's that? There's a, oh, there's a lot of different bells and whistles and voices and opinions and uh, strategies and tactics and everything. 100%. You can get so distracted. So I like to use the PIP method. Um, and, and really all this does is like, it just proves to yourself that your idea is profitable. 
and you just do that first before we talk about any of the online marketing strategies. All right. That's really interesting. I just want to recap this for my audience. Number one is to identify the course promise. How, how do you show up in a one to two sentence sort of one statement? Sentence. One sentence. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the, a loose roadmap of your system, packaging and pricing it, and then getting ready to pitch. Is that correct? Yeah. And we do all of this. We put it together in one really beautiful PDF. So even if you're not tech savvy, like you can literally just like copy and paste a couple of things that make you stand out as the individual. And now you have a beautiful one page, well-organized offer that you can take to market. I, I, um, I just, I work with so many people and I was guilty of this when I first started my business was I got this great idea of this digital course I wanted to create. And I poured my blood, sweat, and tears into it for months and months on end mm -hmm. only to take it to market and get a big fat goose egg of a return. I do not want that for you. Do not do what I did. Instead, I want you to pre-sell your idea. That way, if people are saying no, no one's paying you for it, <laughs> big deal scratch that off, throw it away, start again until you get one that is proven profitable. Well, that, that's really interesting because I want to talk to you about that. I, sp I spoke to G Graham Cochran the other day. Have you heard of Graham? Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was, we, we spoke about how the biggest mistake so many people make is that they create the course before they sell the course um, or they focus about um, too many things about the actual course without actually validating it first how would you go about like what you just said, pre-selling that course um, to make sure people actually want it? Yeah. So some of my offline strategies, actually, they're not fancy. It's literally um, go to that junk drawer of yours or wherever you have stashed away a bunch of old business cards from a live event that you've attended forever ago. <laughs> I know like in this time we're in yep. the midst of COVID-19, but pull them out, dust them off. Like, don't be afraid to get on the phone, have a call, be like, Hey, Jules, I met you at this event. Da, da, da. However, you'd mentioned you're having this issue. You just start a conversation and you also, you've got your phone. I guarantee that you've got hundreds of people in your phone that you, you could be sending a text message to just having a conversation and just presenting your offer. You're not going in there to do a hard closed sell. You're literally just opening yourself up and saying, you know what? I think that this might be something you could benefit from. Do you agree? If they say no, then you ask, who what? do you know in your life that might benefit from this transformational experience? Hmm. And that's really interesting. So I haven't thought of that idea before dusting off all those business cards the way we young people do it these days, I'm not, not calling you young, but every time I go on a networking event, we're just, um, um, some of the older people are like, here's my business card and all the people who are younger, are like, here's my LinkedIn. And it's just like, oh, oh, but now I've definitely got some business cards in there. And, and I'm curious to know, like, do you have like a one, two, three sort of what do you say on the phone? Because I know some people are so terrified of getting on the phone. Like, what would you open up with? What, what, what would be the leading question to get them curious? And then- um, how would you maybe potentially get them onto your program? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get it. Like these days, there's so many other ways to communicate that a phone call is like the last thing you want to do, but I'm telling you, it is one of the most powerful. And if you can even do a zoom call or a FaceTime call, that's even better. But I just think, you know, even if it's a loose association with somebody that you don't really know that well, try to 
just find some common ground and just literally start the conversation uh, casually as a friend. Like you genuinely, we're, we're not in business. I think I just want to say this. Yeah. I feel like too many entrepreneurs are like, sometimes have the mentality of get, like, I just got to get more clients. I got to get more sales. I got to make more money. And that is like the fastest way to failure. Honestly, the best way, the best mindset to have is actually, how can I be of service? Because those who show up to serve actually end up deserving and those riches will come forward. So if you just get on those calls, open up the conversation and genuinely come from a place of service, because I'm going to, well, I'm guessing, hopefully if you go through the PIP method properly, you're going just in that first section of identifying your core promise, you're not going to promise something you can't deliver. Most likely it's some sort of a transformational experience that you yourself have had and you feel very confident that you could help someone else navigate. And by not showing up, by not, I mean, you can DM, you can do whatever other form of communication you want, but by not getting in front of those prospective clients and having the conversation, you're actually doing them a disservice because they are in pain and they are seeking a solution. So why not it be yours? Why not? Exactly. And just come from place of service. Yeah. Um, like you said, now, when you do, those are your offline strategies to follow up with, with your online strategies. I'm curious to know, like, what are, what do you maybe use inside of your emails? If someone's shown some interest and you don't want to get that, that goose egg, like you were talking about, you don't want to get that goose egg. Well, when it comes to successfully pivoting into the online strategies, we go deep inside of my signature program, the income amplifier. It's a high level group coaching program where you're getting actual, you're getting me, you're one of us getting me. This is where mm-hmm. I created that hybrid between, um, in my first business model, I love one-to-one. I love having that intimate connection and really helping you through something, but it's just not feasible working 40 hours a week, seeing 40 clients. So now we just have a two hour block where it's group coaching. I'm serving 40 people within that two hour block. And we go into all of the intricacies of what it takes to set up your automated marketing sales funnel, which a part of that does include your email marketing campaigns. So it's a very loaded question and something we don't fully have time to completely um, uncover in this moment. But what I will say is that um, what, what we do is we don't talk about anything online. We don't talk about, when you work with me, we don't talk about anything online until you have proven that your idea is profitable with the PIP method. Only then do you get invited to come join me and my fellow income amplifiers inside of the high level group coaching program, where then we will help you turn that, uh, that group coaching program that you initially are teaching live into an evergreen digital course, into a self-published book, and then clicking those into an automation system Mm. with intelligent online strategies, such as email marketing. Yeah. So, so it all starts with proving the concept first with having paying clients or maybe, or maybe trial clients. I'm not sure what the, what, what your you got to get paid. If you're yeah, showing okay. up for them, collect payment. I don't care if you choose to make it a lower offer and, and just, just to get people in the door, just to have a few beta testers, that's yeah. fine, but you do need to get paid for your services. We have to prove that it's a profitable idea first. That's really interesting how you said it's got to be prove the model first with coaching. Then it's got to be a course, but to, to work with you, it would be, they, they just have to have the, um, the coaching model proven first, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. You have to go through the PIP launch lab first. 
in order to be able to then learn all of the intelligent online strategies to build a business much like I have, where I really literally am working to at an absolute max four hours a day. And that's Monday through Friday. So, um, and that's because, you know, I'm a busy mom. I value the both financial freedom and lifestyle freedom to be present for the moments that matter most. And I don't want to work more than that. So if you're someone that's like, yeah, I only want to work 15, 20 hours a week, but be able to earn six, seven, eight figures online. Yeah. Yep. This is the business model. Okay. Yeah. And, and how do we set expectations? So someone who doesn't want to be like, I want to work four to 15 hours a week. Like what are those ideal clients sort of look like? Do they, do they have sort of years experience doing one-on-one work or maybe they've been doing it for a while and now they're transitioning or, or am I completely wrong? And someone who's just come from nine to five, they've got that background knowledge and now they just want to leverage it. Uh, honestly, any, either one is totally fine. Whether you're wanting to start a brand new business and leveraging a new area of interest of expertise you have, or you've been working in that one-to-one model and you're just sick and tired of living client to client, AKA paycheck to paycheck, uh, both will work. Cool. You got my audience excited here. I want to shift gears and ask more of a personal question. Um, So what is an area of improvement that you and your, or your team are focusing on the next six months so you can convert more leads into customers, especially during COVID and stuff. Like very curious what this question, what this answer is going to be. Yes. So personally, I'm always working on how to identify what of my tasks that I assign myself as being my own boss that I actually do design, delegate, or ditch. So my team and I were constantly looking for ways to streamline systems and processes to take more of the things off of my plate and to either automate it with intelligent tools or to, you know, pass it on to a team member. Um, But for the next six months, honestly, I'm excited and equally embarrassed by this. Um, I have been creating, using content marketing as my primary marketing strategy for the last like seven years, but I have not been focusing specifically on YouTube only just in the last couple of months. And YouTube is just like, it was like, where have I been, Molly Ann? Like, I should have been doing this from the beginning. It is a, such a powerful search engine. It's such a great tool to bring fresh, new prospective clients into the top of a marketing sales funnel. And so for the next six months, that is my primary focus is really uh, bringing next level content to that channel and growing the subscribership and yeah. ensuring that I'm, I'm really serving them on a deep level, but also equally getting them excited to want to take action and join me on the next step. Well, that's interesting you said about YouTube because you feel like you, you, you're a bit of having a bit of FOMO, like missing out, but yeah. why I saw it, see it from my perspective is that you've, you've focused really hard on building your thing and everything in the background and then mm-hmm. you realize, oh, they've got this opportunity to you know, branch out. Because I feel like, it, like we said at the start of this conversation, it is yeah. so easy to have your attention splintered. And yes. <laughs> while YouTube is really powerful, like what is the one thing that you're focusing on right now? And it, it sounds like you've gotten that one thing down pat first. So yeah, just curious on your thoughts on that. If, if this was a few years ago, do you, still, do you still think you would have splintered your attention and focused on YouTube? Sorry, can you say it say it again, Jules? Yeah. I'm not, I didn't understand. Yeah, I, I know. It's like my Australian accent. It's like super thick and <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. Yeah, so like I said, a few years, hindsight is 2020. Um, 
knowing what you know now, would you still have focused on YouTube though, uh, a few years ago when you started knowing how powerful it is, or would you have still gone down the path that you've done because you've focused on that one thing and it's going to where you are today? Yeah. I mean, if I knew what I, if I knew then what I know now, absolutely. I would have just, I would have just focused my content marketing on the one platform. Instead, I was like, let me go Facebook. Let me go Instagram. Periscope was a thing for a minute. Let me go to Twitter. And it just diminishes the energy. You know, we only have so much actual life force energy to sustain within 24 hour period. And if had I just chosen one platform, I just, yes, that's what I would have done. <laughs> I would have chosen, I still would have chosen YouTube because you, you can go back on my channel. I mean, I have videos on there from like 11 years ago and it's like, but I let, oh, here's a lesson for the listeners. Yeah. Don't let your fear of the unknown, especially in the world of digital marketing, stop you from just getting started. Cause I let the fear of understanding this might scare people who are like, what is that metadata? I let that scare me and I stopped but it's really not that complicated. So yes. What, what do you mean by metadata? Metadata is like, oh, see, it's a whole other lesson <laughs> for this. Um, metadata is like the, the little tidbits of information that tell the computer ethers, I don't even know what I'm talking about here, yeah. um, what your content's about. So if I just shoot a video and title it, um, how to start an online coaching business and upload it to YouTube, it's not gonna be found. But with the thumbnail, if I title it that, with the description box, if I use those those set of keywords yeah. that people are actually searching for in the description, in the tags, uh, it's more likely to be crawled by Google search or by I the see. search and be pulled up and shown to those people who are who are actually genuinely wanting to see that type of content. Yeah, it's super value. And Graham was talking about this the other day. He was like, everything he was talking about was just a question perfectly in someone's head inside yeah. of like what you said the headline the thumbnail the description box so yeah really interesting um that that's what you would be focusing on and one thing i want to ask as well is that you know what what's a big obstacle that's getting in your way from hitting your next goal okay so this is oh this is like it's my constant daily struggle it's my constant daily struggle is um it's on it's myself. It's my inner mind game of have I done enough today to serve my clients? Have I done enough today to grow my business? But more importantly than all of that, the one that really like, ugh, is mm. have I shown up and been the best wife and mother I can be for my children today? And there's some days that are a little bit more work focused. And then there's other days that are completely family focused. And I just have to let myself just be okay with that. Um, but for some reason inside of my mind, sometimes I feel like I have to check every box perfectly before I can call it a wrap. And so I would say yeah. that the number one thing getting in my own way is my inner mental game personally. Yeah. Really interesting. But it sounds like you've come a long way from living a really unbalanced lifestyle from that, that personal training. And you knew that was your value to run with. And yeah. I don't, maybe it's that, that, I don't know if you want to call it guilt or not, but you, you just really care about your family and um, you just don't want to go back to those days like you were. So, but it sounds right. like you've really just nailed it down to what you said, four to 15 hours a week. Like that, that's, that's pretty good. But um, interesting how you said how you're working. That's, that's your main priority. 
what are some yeah. you know s- steps that you're doing on the daily basis to i know we've, we're kind of coming to the end of the episode but maybe like a little tip for my lesson for my listeners of how you might manage that fear or what you've just spoken about yeah self-care is absolutely vital and sometimes as a busy mom it doesn't always happen or or like yesterday, the entire day went by and nothing happened. And then I was like, okay, I'm tired. I want to go to bed, but no, I need to do some self-care. So some of my practices um, include number one is always fitness, Uh, getting out for a walk, hitting the gym, you know, getting some weights underneath of me, like physical strength is then emulated into internal strength. At least that's what I believe. So physical fitness, moving my body every single day, really staying hydrated, drinking lots and lots of water, eating as healthy as I can, um, taking time for myself, whether that's like the house is crazy. Like I'm just going to get in the car and go for a drive and like enjoy the sunset by myself for 10 minutes, or I'm going to take a bubble bath, or I'm going to call up a girlfriend and have a chat, or I'm going to go read a book, but something that's like, this is not business. This is not motherhood. This is not me having to show up for anybody, but Molly Ann, something has to happen every single day. Self-care is absolutely vital for business growth. In my opinion. Yep. I'm going to have a bubble bath every single day now. (laughs) (laughs) All all brilliant tips. Like I'm all about keeping fit in the gym, keeping strong and and keeping like, like I like keeping strong as well, like focusing on strength in the gym because it's like an extra goal outside of business where it's just you and that one single focus. So I'm mm-hmm. with you on that one. All right. Yeah. So wrapping up, what, what's, where is the best place for my audience to find you online? Um, and if there's anything you want to give away, go for it. Yes. So the best place to hang out with me currently, if you want to start scale or skyrocket your own online business is to come check out my YouTube channel, Molly and Luna. I host the online business clinic where I give away proven strategies and tips every single Monday to help you build a profitable and portable business. And also for my freebie, if you are wanting to pivot, um, you're wanting to start an online coaching business, turn your expertise into a money generating machine. You can get the, uh, uh, the audio book download of my, my rope. Why can't I speak anymore of my book <laughs> called step up? Um, there's also a digital course that goes with it. That's a low, low cost, but, um, mollyannluna.com backslash step up. You can get the free digital download. Guys, get the book free digital download. Step up, go to her YouTube channel, listen to a podcast. Thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today, Molly. Molly Ann. Yes. Thank you, Jules. It was such a pleasure to speak with you today. And thank you for everyone who tuned in. That's a wrap for today's episode. I have got her book, Step Up. I'm looking at it right now. Go ahead and grab it if you're interested, if you want to hear more about Molly. Uh, so it's mollyannluna.com forward slash step up. That is in the show notes below. That's it for today's episode. Hope you really enjoyed it. If you really, really enjoyed it, hit subscribe. Tell a friend about Storytelling Secrets. The more people, I know people have been telling people because of the podcast has been growing. Really, really appreciate uh, you listening and uh, giving your feedback if possible. Other than that, thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you Monday for the solo show. Bye for now.